Let's go straight. And then when you get to a T, turn left. And then we'll go right. Greetings from the land of Oz, and welcome to Bike Talk with Dave. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas, for Oz Cross and the UCI Cyclocross World Cup. This is the second stop of the 2022-2023 Cyclocross season, the first being a week earlier in Waterloo, Wisconsin, at the Trek CX Cup. I only had time to hit one of these weekends, the only North American stops on the UCI World Cup circuit this year, so I came to Fayetteville, not only for the races, but because it's also fun to experience Fayetteville. We've all heard about Bentonville and the incredible network of mountain bike trails there, but there are some super fun trails in Fayetteville as well and I thought it made sense to combine some dirt shredding with my work at the races. So I threw my bike on the roof, sleeping bag in the back of the car, and drove overnight to the Land of Oz, arriving in Bentonville in time for some coffee and a couple hours of ripping the flowy trails in Bentonville before continuing on to Fayetteville and Centennial Park, which is the site of Ozcross. And this is where I met Brandon Pack, the Chamber of Commerce bike dude at Experience Fayetteville, the Fayetteville Chamber of Commerce, one of the sponsoring host organizations of the World Cup weekend. I had a, had a chance to chat with him during the weekend. Brian and Pack, you're with Experience Fayetteville hosting this event, hosting, geez, in the past year, three monster events, beginning with the World Cup and then the World Championships and now World Cup again. What's going on down here, man? <laughs> Well, um, first of all, thanks for uh, hanging with us. Like you said, within uh, a year span, we have been privileged enough to host three high-level cyclocross events, including last January's Cyclocross World Championship. And for us, you know, there's there's a couple things going on that may be working out in our favor. One is this venue we're standing at. It's a purpose-built venue, both capable of hosting high-level cyclocross and cross-country mountain bike races. And so um, we're just doing... Uh, Putting this thing through its paces and doing what we you know when what we have here we call it Centennial Park, right? It's 228-acre beautiful mountaintop here in the Ozarks. And when we're not hosting what are some of the sports, you know, most prestigious events, it's a public park for all of Fables community to enjoy. So that's pretty cool. And for us, these type of events, this is really the opportunity for Fayetteville to and you know for us to showcase Fayetteville and the Northwest Arkansas region to a larger audience. Take today's race for example. What we had about 75 countries tuned in. They estimate, you know, at least they estimate the global viewing audience to be in the tens of millions. And so that's a pretty good opportunity for us to you know showcase others around the world the uh, the, the opportunity to come to uh, Fayetteville, Northwest Arkansas, and ride a bicycle. That's awesome. Tens of millions, dude. I was like running around. I bet you I was on uh, camera once or twice. So. <laughs> Yeah, Am I of, famous now? You, you, you could be. There you go. You could be that guy on camera that they saw, awesome. especially if you get in the shot. Then you're going to, you know, that's the ones that they always uh, pick out. If you Don't don't ruin the shot. That's, <laughs> I try not to ruin the shot. I'm trying to get the shot. Um, so what's the future here? Well, I mean, how's it get bigger than world championships? Uh, are you guys looking at uh, hosting more mountain bike things? I, absolutely. Yeah, I think you look at uh, when you have, 
a venue like this that's capable of not again the cyclocross course it was on full display today uh pretty immaculate race you know really when you look at it it's one of the only if not the only purpose-built cyclocross race course of its kind in the country and we marry that with a purpose-built xco cross-country mountain bike race course and so you can look for a pretty high level mountain bike race coming to back to fayetteville northwest arkansas this this spring the u.s pro cup series is going to return in april Awesome. That'll uh, be fun. Might be an excuse to come back down. Trails here are incredible. Are you are you a cyclist? Yeah. By yes, I would say both. Uh, I'm an advocate myself for cycling as well as uh, yeah. I, I like to find time to get on a bike myself. And yeah, the trails here not just mountain bike. You know, the, the region's home to 400 miles of mountain bike trails, and then we've connected that with over 100 miles of paved trails to where you can really you can come to town, you can stay, you can B and B, you can hang out in a hotel, and you can really park your car. And just ride these paved trail infrastructure then takes you to those mountain bike trailheads or takes you out of town to the gravel ozark mountains is 1.2 million acres of public land it's just fayetteville's backyard there's hundreds of miles of gravel roads to explore and i'd invite anybody down give me a shout i'll take them for a ride awesome and uh you're inviting them to experience Fayetteville. <laughs> I see what you did there. Absolutely. Yeah. Come down, swing by the visitor center. It's in our beautiful downtown, part of our downtown and entertainment district. And for, check us out, experiencefayetteville.com. Before we get rolling with the racing, how about we experience Fayetteville and go for a ride? The trails at Centennial Park are ripping. The cyclocross course sits at the top of a legit Ozark mountain, just west of the University of Arkansas. And there are also miles and miles of sweet mountain bike trails laced up and down the mountain. The mountain has a name. It is Mount... Mount... I gotta look this up. Millsap. Mount Millsap. It is elevation 1,506 feet. If you look at a trail map, you can see all the trails snaking up and down the mountain. The trails themselves almost look like a topo map. In addition, a trail called the Fayetteville Traverse connects Millsap Mountain with the trail network of Kessler Mountain, where another pile of trails winds through the woods. All of these trails have everything from fast, ripping flow trails with jumps and tabletops as options off to the side to super hard, rocky, climbs and descents that will make your suspension cry for mercy. I connected with a couple of great dudes, Doug Nishimura, Sonny Gilbert's main man, both at home and on the cyclocross circuit. He's also a mechanic with the Stages Blue cycling team on which Sonny rides and is also home to current national champ Eric Bruner. Anyway, Sonny hooked us up good, and I also ran into Nathan Snowy Mountain. Snowy Mountain because his name literally means Snowy Mountain in German. Snowy Mountain. Schneebedeckter Berg. Pretty sure that's how you say it. Anyway, Nathan, Doug, and I connected for a ride, and we thought you'd take you along. I also feel like I'm... Y'all up. Oh, hi, turtle. Should I move him? Yeah. Feel good about my life right now. 
That's where we'll go up. I was thinking you guys would clear the truck. That's some big poop. And next up on Bike Talk with Dave, how to get dropped on a mountain bike ride. Hey Dave, why are you on your brakes so much? Fayetteville Traverse left. Hey, Nathan took a shortcut. Go ahead. I'm coming, I'm coming. Hey Dave, why you gotta lay on your brakes so much? <laughs> calls that fake confidence. fake confidence you wouldn't have if you were not racing or if you were riding alone nope did not make that momentum is helpful in many situations downhill and uh, I'm 58 almost and I want to meet my grandchildren someday so there are a couple of things that I may or may not ride yeah. you uh, you are the captain of your own ship and I trust you to pilot it to the best and safest of your ability, which Thank is the you. most important thing. I'm Thank not, you. There's no, there's no ego. No ego, <laughs> oh no shame God. here. It's all about getting home safely. Uh, well, that's my objective, and I do not start on the bridge, although you may. There's a freaking 18-inch drop onto a ramp with a berm at the bottom, oh, and I'm out. Are we, is that the way... It, that's one entrance, the other entrance is right here. the way we came in and we take a right. Oh, okay, so those both feed. I saw the bridge on the way up, obviously. I just didn't know that it feeds back down to the same, the same thing. Feeds up. Yeah, that's where oh, we'll okay. end up. Okay. I have no... Whew. This is freaking great, though. I love this. Thank okay, you, I gentlemen. I gotta work on Tuesday. <laughs> I gotta go to work tomorrow. I gotta work on Monday and Tuesday. So. Same. So, no. No, I will not be taking, taking the draw. I'm going to actually ride out on the bridge and look at it, and then come back. Oh, you can do it. Do you want me to film you? <laughs> no. Right, right. I mean, it's not an exact gap. I mean, from the side, it kind of doesn't look too bad. I'm just a fucking pansy. I'm not going off it. The immediate drop? You know, if it went like straight onto like flat ground, I'd probably do that. But you have to like 
make a maneuver directly. You have to make a football move right after yeah, catching the ball. Yeah, you be able to kind of manual this and then manual around a bird, which Immediately. I can't, I can't manual, so I can just see myself landing there and then hitting the dirt and not being able to corner it just yeah. face planting on the wall. Well, my, future would, my future would lie in those trees. At least that's where my imagination takes me. Uh, the other way to get dropped on a mountain bike ride is have a shitty lung to it. A shitty hard lung machine. What a great ride. If your travels take you to Bentonville, I highly recommend a day or two in Fayetteville. The trails are super fun, plus it's a college town, so the beers and the eats are top-notch as well. Now before we get to racing, I gotta give some creds to those who helped me clean up. If you were at Schwamigan, you probably enjoyed the gift from Crud Cloth, an awesome little mini sponge bath in a bag. When you need to clean up, like, Maybe when you're sleeping in your car and you go for a long mountain bike ride, you crack open the soapy pouch inside the bag, which soaks a washcloth, and voila, you can get all cleaned up and smell good too. They've got five options, lavender, peppermint, tea tree, citrus, and unscented. They're awesome, and you can find them on Amazon, Walmart, or order direct from crudcloth.com. They're only four bucks a piece, or you can order a five pack and get them for less than three bucks a piece. Again, when you need to clean up for the drive home, they are just what you need. Okay, on to the racing. It all began with a high stakes C1 race on a hot, windy, and dusty Friday afternoon. The highlight of the day, other than when my hat blew off and landed on the course, right before the women raced by was Curtis White. He's riding for the Steve Tilford Foundation and he had an awesome race and he landed on the podium. So I caught him for a quick chat after the race. Now we're coming into a strong headwind in the start finish straight. It's a long sprint and uh, I wanted to come into that with a little bit of a gap because if they weren't in my draft at least it was an even playing field for me and the rider and second in the group. So um, I wanted to win the corner going by pit two. I protected my lead. I wasn't going hard at that point, but just taking up the course, making sure everyone stayed behind me. And then with the second to last corner, I hit it as hard as I could. And there were, it created a bit of separation. Perhaps they didn't expect me to go there, but that was the card I played. And uh, I was able to have some element of surprise. And we came into the finish straight with uh, a little bit of a gap and that was it yeah. great ride so and it's for me this is uh i was really happy to have this ride um i had a crash in training in waterloo and uh i was recovering most of this week so i wasn't quite sure how this race would go um you know again this is a new team for me new colors new sponsors and i want to continue to bring my best to these races and um you know there was pressure to focus on recovery this weekend to bring my hopefully my best to this weekend so I'm very happy to get the podium for new colors new sponsors and uh, you know it's, it's already 
this year has been very good, so I hope it continues. Fantastic. So what, you know, rain Sunday night, I mean Saturday night, we're going to get a lot of rain. Yeah, how much? A lot. Yeah. Oh, good. So tell, tell me how you feel about the course on Sunday. I'll let you know on Sunday. <laughs> but it's, you know what, the cool thing is about this track is that we've seen it in very fast, dusty conditions. This is, I think, the dustiest it's been. But Worlds was very dry and hard packed. We've also seen it with the World Cup last year where it was very heavy mud and we're running several minutes a lap. So we've seen it in multiple conditions. I've raced it in multiple conditions and I'm comfortable with anything that's thrown at us. So we'll see. That's the beautiful part of cyclocross. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Can I ask a couple of questions? Absolutely. Uh, did you know Tilford? Uh, I didn't know him personally, but uh, I remember being a junior my it was i was maybe 12 or 13 years old at the kansas city national championships for cyclocross and i remember following him in pre-ride uh and he was testing the limits of his tire weaving back and forth in the course and i remember thinking what what's what is the secret to this line and then i talking to a couple people they were saying he's trying to test the limits of his tires and that was a something that i had taken for me throughout my years of you know trying to make that special effort testing the limits of my equipment in, in pre-ride but um, you know what Tilford embodied his ethos and what he brought to the community was something very special and uh, promoting our sport so it's uh, to have his name on our jersey and trying to promote his legacy is something that we take a lot of pride in awesome and uh, I see you've started a podcast what's the deal with that dude you need more on your plate or what <laughs> Well, you know, it, it was originally my podcast started off. It's In the Red with Curtis White. And uh, it started off the pandemic year. We were one of the few Americans able to make it to Europe uh, to compete during that pandemic year. And it was a very isolating experience. We were over there for three months and maxed out our visas in the Schengen zone. Uh, but that was a very unique opportunity to, to compete and also to grow as a person. And I wanted to share those experiences. So. We were able to get a decent following just with 10 weeks in Europe for the pandemic. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, it started to gain momentum and a following. And now it's we've continued it and we're bringing on fun guests. And uh, we just recently did a I sat down and did an episode with Raylan Nuss and Lizzie Gonzalez on my team. And, you know, we have a lot of great conversations talking about the sport and trying to analyze courses or conditions or equipment. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Were they hard to nail down as guests? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I had to book it month, months in advance. <laughs> awesome. Congrats, man. That was that was a great day. Uh, super fun to watch. Can I ask a little bit about the race? Because I came in in the back end of this, uh, yep, your interview. Um, dude, were you like intentionally just sitting on the end of that train? It looked like sometimes you were hanging on for dear life and it looks like sometimes you were rolling and smiling like a cat. Some of that may have been for the show. <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, I think it's, I ended, well, I did have a crash in training in Waterloo and I was very concerned about my knee this week. Uh, there was a, quite a bit of inflammation and pressure and the only thing that is going to solve that is rest. So this was a really big rest week and I wasn't sure how the body would react to that much rest. I tried to move it as much as I could and go through the, the steps and I, I did put some mental limits on myself today saying I'm not going to touch the front, I'm not going to force situation too much and I'm really going to see how my body feels when I put myself in a position to finish on the podium uh, all those thoughts went out the window <laughs> for sure but wait it, are you competitive <laughs> yeah right it's almost like it's my job to be competitive oh that's so weird but um, yeah it, it's 
uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure how my body would react. And when Timon and uh, Landerlocks went, I felt like I had the legs to go. Uh, but that was a risky move. It was early in the race, and I, yeah, if I had strong ride, uh, you know, if I had a clean weekend in Waterloo, you know, maybe I would have risked it. But I, I limited myself to uh you know just to be conservative today and you know ultimately the world cup is the bigger goal for sure good luck sunday all right thank you very much thanks man on saturday and sunday when i wasn't riding i was walking around with my microphone and i ran into caroline mani and lauren zorner as well as an old friend of caroline's john haley who remembers meeting caroline for the first time in 2004 he's got some great stories I also caught up with a couple of Bike Talk alumni, Sonny Gilbert and Costa Rican national champ, Felipe Nystrom. This is the debut of my new mic system. Is it lovely? Look at this. You like that? It is C-Post. Beautiful. Uh, Caroline, eighth place yesterday. Seven, come on. Oh shit, seven. Were you eight? Awesome. I still have to beat the kids, you know? You do have to beat the kids. They are running right up behind you. So, uh, on kind of a new team this year, how's it going so far? Actually, you're kicking butt this year. How's it going so far? I mean, I'm kicking my own butt, too. Yeah, for sure. No, it's great. It's, it's so refreshing to actually, uh, you know, having the support. I think I've done it the last few years, quite some years now on my own, kind of like not having the support. So, having to just kind of show up and having the pro set up. You can tell I'm pretty pretty relaxed, having fun, and the results are showing off on paper. So I think it's a perfect combo. I'm not saying you're old, but yeah, when did you start racing? Uh, Lauren, when were you born? 2003. Yeah, so there you go. You have the answer. In 2003. Um, are you, is this kind of a mentor role as well? I don't know. You ask her. I don't know if she's listen, listening to me, but I still drop her... A little butt uh, in the downhill yesterday, so just saying. What was that course like for you? Um, you can be honest. Oh gosh, too fast. Um, it's a little too fast. I kind of like the. I'm like missing a little bit of the European kind of cross scene where it's a little more like playing with your technical skills. I was not having the best day mentally and physically, so we'll take that cross done. Tomorrow right. is another day. It is. Maybe we'll have a little uh, moisture in the uh, soil tomorrow if the forecast is even close to correct. Um, it, to me, it looked like a criterium on marbles. Yeah, but at least criterium, I would have sticked to a wheels, and I kind of like got dropped by the front group and uh, did a, a lonely criterium by myself. It's lonely out there. <laughs> it can be. Well, good luck tomorrow. Any prognation, prognic, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, predictions for tomorrow? Well, uh, I would say let's shoot for another top 10. We need a mortgage payment. That's how I see things these days. Fair enough. Have you listed your house on Airbnb? You want to put a plug in for that yet? <laughs> I don't know. We just have to pay the bill. Let's put it that way. It's cool being, a, being an adult. I was like joking with Maddie Monroe last week, and she was like, oh, cool. I got some money for shopping. And I was like, cool. I'm going to pay my mortgage. Well, maybe I'll get a nice set of shoes. Who knows? <laughs> At a girl. Uh, good luck tomorrow. Enjoy today. Thanks. Au revoir. Au revoir.
Lauren. Um, how did you find the uh, the hat on the course yesterday? Uh, well, it was there. I was I was like, whose hat is that? And I was like, it must be somebody above me. Yes. On this bridge that is very lovely, provides a little bit of shade for 0 0.002 of a second. But somebody dropped their hat. I sure hope it doesn't get run over. Whoever dropped their hat didn't care if it got run over. It's an old hat, as you see here. I sure hope they didn't, because I'm, I, I'm, it looks like it's been run over times. <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> so how was your day today? Uh, eighth, you said? Yesterday was good. Um, I, was, I was up with the big boys, big girls, big, the, the leaders. <laughs> the big boys. I was up with the women who took one through six for the first lap and a half or so. So that was really cool to be like with that and be like, wow, I'm keeping up with them up this really steep hill. And then they dropped me. But Where did they drop you if it wasn't the really steep hill? Like right after the really steep hill. All right. Um, the up and downy little yeah. ziggy zaggy <laughs> up and down the dike right no, before the hat. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. before the hat, yeah, perfect. Yeah. How are those stairs for you? Stairs were a little rougher than they were last year, but I feel like yesterday kind of opened my legs. Tomorrow, tomorrow maybe I'll be a little quicker with it. So you were born in 2003. That makes you 19. Right. Uh, you raced here last year a couple of times. Do you remember your first time up the stairs and then down that drop? The first, like pre-riding? Like first time Very ever? first time ever. First time ever. I was like, wow, these stairs feel a lot better than I thought they were going to feel. And I was like, whee! And then, actually, the first lap that I did, the hump right after that steep downhill after the stairs, I sent that, jumped it, almost ate it, but I saved it somehow. Nice. Um, but that was, yeah, the first time I did that, I was like, whee! And then I was like, ah! Was there any hesitation going off that lip? No. 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 <laughs> nice. Well, congrats on your top 10 yesterday and uh, another top 10 tomorrow. Oh, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> Caroline says it pays the mortgage, so. <laughs> or is it shopping money? Mm, rent. Rent. There yeah. you go. All right. uh, good luck. Have fun. Thank you. You too. I can't say this one. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> I might have a, well, X-rated? The first time I met, well, I didn't even meet her. The first time I saw Caroline was at Boulder. And I was walking by, and she decided that, well, you probably saw my right here in America, <laughs> right here in America, I could just change out of my kit in front of everybody, and nobody could say anything. So, John, got to see some tits. So, we do have different kind of etiquette things here in America than happen in Europe, don't we? We are shy Americans. I was just like, God, who is this who is this woman? I was I had no complaints. All in the eyes of the beholder, Caroline. So you got any other juicy stories? I do. So I have watched Lauren here race since she was we high to a grasshopper and and i had a, i had a course out at castle rock that in the early days was pretty rough but 
uh, it was it was a good course, and there was very steep sections on it that uh, she had to go down. And I just remember uh, her sister Ashley was a couple years older, three or four years older, and she would go down. And then I watched Lauren's face going down this hill, and she looked and she looked at the hill, and her eyes got really wide, and then she got this big smile, and she just let go of the brakes, and she totally sent it down the hill. And she was like, I don't know, she must have been eight or nine or 10 or something, and uh, it was amazing. That's awesome. Well, that I should have asked you that before I asked Lauren if you hesitated at the top of that drop, because now I know the answer was no, no hesitation. No, he's not your dad? No, but he saw you off those drops and he knew. And now I know that, he's like, been a family friend for as long as he's been putting on races, but he's that's not my dad. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, tell me your name and where you're from. Uh, my name's John Haley, and I am uh, from Colorado. But I just recently moved to North Texas, and uh, am pretty happy uh, that I'm out of the snow. Really? Because the older that you get, uh, you guys. The, the less you want to shovel snow. and uh, I can't argue with that. And so I lived in Monument at 7,000 feet. So every day I was shoveling snow. And uh, now that I live in Texas, I have a great job. And uh, I don't have to shovel snow. And I can drive up to Fayetteville to the race because it's only five hours away. <clears throat> nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you as well. Yeah, the lovely sound of power washers in the back. I'm here with the sunny, sunny Gilbert. Junior girls, 17, 18, junior girls, 15, 16. Final call to staging. So conditions are a little different today than Friday. How do you uh, view the course today? I'm hoping it tacked up a bit. It was a bit dusty. It was super dusty. You know what my prediction is? We see some dust by the end of the day. You think that'll happen? Yeah, maybe by the men's race. That's my prediction. How was Friday for you? hot. It was hot. Kind of loose. I would describe my riding as very loose. I describe it and I didn't race as a criterium on marbles. Does that sum it up? <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close with some stairs. How was your start? <laughs> my start was poor. <laughs> You're infamous for having awesome starts. Am I? I don't know. I say it's 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great one at Nationals, I had a pretty good one at Charm, I had a pretty awesome one at Trek until I didn't. <laughs> kind of same here? Same here. Yeah. Well, you'll make up for it today, I'm sure. Yeah. Thanks. Good luck and have fun, as always. Thanks for the confidence, Dave. Felipe, great to see you here today. You've had, uh, you've had an eventful couple of days. Friday's uh, C1, you rocked out, and then uh, you raced the Cat 1 race yesterday. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Uh, great to see you again. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, it's been, this year was about improving on, upon what we did last year. Um, and so last weekend, we, we did a lot better than we did the first time on in Trek. And then the C1 race was, was my best race, my best finish yet. Um, and then yesterday, uh, since I don't have to worry about hour-long races, because generally I just get pulled around 30 minutes, I can race three days in a row. Uh, ah, now I see your strategy. <laughs> yeah, that's how, I, that's how I get the training in. Um, I got pulled with two to go, which is the furthest I've gotten in, in any one of these C1, C2s, World Cups. Um, but coming in 
fourth and fifth place were right in front of me. And uh, I'm getting tired of those uh, CX hairs kids beating me. <laughs> and one, he was in fourth. And I'm like, this is my chance. I've never been this close to one of these guys. And uh, coming on to the asphalt and the finishing straight, I, when I was sprinting, my right foot came out of the pedal into my rear wheel. I flew over the bike, just like sent it full send. Uh, impressed a few people with my crash. Still saved sixth, so I was happy. So what'd you do? Just get up and run? No, no, I got back on the bike. I, so I have this thing, like if I can break stuff, that's fine. Nothing can happen to my bike. <laughs> so <laughs> I, get that. I think I, it's right. just this like... Uh, the uh, human body heals, yeah, bikes don't heal exactly. without a lot of money. And I think I'm saying, like it's the whole, my, the father sense. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, put the body between the the bike and the and the asphalt um so no it just got a little scraped up but it's fine yeah uh, got up rode in uh, those are character marks on the bike yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. They, it, it gives it that je ne sais quoi, <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> fourth row today what's your hope today um first finish uh that everybody finishes healthy um I really would like to break into the top 40. Uh, last year I did, I finished 40th, uh, so maybe improve one or two spots, but mainly I want to improve my lap times from last year, uh, and then from the C1 race, uh, and then just have fun. Uh, you know, the same, for me it's more about, when I see the start list, there's Belgium, Netherlands, you know, all, all the countries, one Latin American country, Costa Rica. Um, and so I really hope that if I can do this a couple more years, um, that maybe some other kids will, will, will start uh, looking into cyclocross and get some more people and then make it more a more inclusive uh, sport. Just like with Pan American Champs, it's, it's, a, it's a continental championship. It's not, yeah, the majority of people are U.S. and Canada. And um, yes, it might be a bit of a pain for U.S. and Canada to travel a little bit further down south. But like, you know, they they wanted the Europeans to come over here and oh, for the Pan Ams. No, no, just in general, they, like they like like the World Cups, for example. Yeah. And for the Europeans, it's a big expense to get over here. But it improves the racing, and so uh, and it brings attracts more people. So hopefully, the U.S. and Canada can do that for us down there. Awesome. I love it. Well, good luck on that front, and you are an inspiration to Costa Ricans and Americans, and really everybody. Everybody loves Felipe. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. The fans are, are amazing. Like being being last can, can uh, every time can wear on you, but the fans are so amazing that it's like it's almost like winning. Yeah, it is. You're winning. You're winning. You're winning the hearts of all. There you go. Last in the race, first in people's hearts. Hey, good luck today. Have fun, man. We'll see you out there. See ya. And on to Sunday's World Cup. The women lined up first and took to the fast, tacky course. And while it did rain, it wasn't the several inches that was predicted. So the course was super fast and tacky. An exciting women's race saw the Dutch riders take first through sixth with Fem Van Empel sprinting ahead of Lucinda Brand and Anne-Marie Worst for the win. Clara Hansinger was the top American, finishing eighth and was followed in 10th place by Austin Phillips in her first year racing as an elite in the World Cups. I caught up with Austin right after the race. Great race! Thanks. That was awesome. Yeah. How, how's it feel to uh, 
really be driving up there in the kind of the lead pack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of the conversation as I've had of like you you can be there, you, you need to be there. That's that's where you're going to get faster and progress. So just trying to drive for it and do everything I can. You've had a great weekend, like fifth Friday, and uh, I don't know what you ended up today. Top ten. I, I got tenth. Yeah. Tenth. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Like, put a giant smile on your face? Oh, it puts a big smile on my face, yeah. That was an outcome goal, and feels good to hit those. Awesome. What's up for the rest of the season? You heading overseas? Uh, um, I'll head overseas after nationals, um, taking a couple weeks off, and then hitting Pan Ams, and uh, just training, building, getting ready for curse period. And awesome. And worlds. Awesome. Congrats. Great race. Thank you so much. You bet. After the podium presentation, Experience Fayetteville hosted a press conference where we heard from the 2020 world champion Lucinda Brand and race winner Femme Van Empel. Let's give it up one more time for our World Cup podium, Femme Van Empel, Lucinda Brand, and Amber Ewerst. thank you for coming. Um, so, how do you describe starting the World Cup season with two wins, two sprints, uh, and going back to Europe as the, as the leader of the World Cup points? Uh, yeah, I never expected this uh, before I uh, came to the U.S., but uh, yeah, it's very nice to uh, come to the U.S. and uh, go home with two victories, so uh, yeah, that's great. And um, you're hitting the, did you imagine before the season that you might be coming to America and going back with a points lead? Um, I worked very hard uh, last summer, so um, yeah, maybe I can expect, but uh, you never know uh, uh, how other girls uh, prepare. So uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very happy to, uh, to be here and uh, to come home with two victories. Lucinda, great race. Thank you. It looked like you had a different race this week than in Waterloo. Yeah, I didn't miss my start, so. You, you what? <laughs> I didn't miss my start. <laughs> <laughs> that, that helps. It definitely. So how did the race play out for you? Um, yeah, it's still really fast, of course, so um, it's, it's hard to make it hard after the climb. So, of course, climb is hard, but uh, the rest of the course is a bit more difficult. Um, I think it was a good race. It was a nice battle. And you... Uh... You've raced here three times, one podium, two seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure there's a little bit of disappointment, but um, you go back to Europe with World Cup season with great points and chasing this young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there come more young girls, of course. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a good start. Um, we can work from here. And um, we're in the mix, so that's good. And uh, I'm happy we can have great battles. Okay. To board next week? Yes, definitely. Yep. Okay. Good luck. Thank, <laughs> Thank you all you. so much for coming. Uh, we appreciate it.
women's race was equally as exciting. There was lots of cowbells, lots of fans on the course, and of course lots of fans for our Costa Rican rider, Felipe Nystrom. Yeah, Costa Rica! And while riders like Eliezer beat Lawrence Sweek and Michael Van Taren out were battling it out front, Eric Bruner of the U.S. was hammering his way to fourth, the best finish for an American male in a World Cup ever. Bruner, WTF, ride to your life? It was a really good one, thank you. <laughs> it was a really good one. Uh, how'd that happen? Like, give me a little something something. Um, I just sat in the group. Um, I was I was patient, a lot more patient than I was on Friday. And you know, I sensed about halfway through that a lot of the guys were getting really tired. And as soon as the um, Ailey, Michael, and Laurence went off the front, everybody else kind of gave up to race for fourth. So I hit them coming through the through the finish straight with uh, two to go and stayed away. You did great, man. It was a beautiful straight. watch. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And while Bruner was fighting for fourth. Behind him, David Haverdings was just trying to ride back into the race after some really bad luck at the start. We caught up to him right after the race to find out what happened. Can I ask what happened? Yeah, my, I was, normally I don't clip in directly in the pedal and today I was, I gave all full power and the fucking chain snapped. So, yeah. Chain snapped? So... Did you, how far did you run? Yeah, from, from here to the pits. Jeez. Um, and I didn't lose any time on the first few riders, first few, four laps. Are you a runner? Do you run cross country? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe you should. Yeah, I, ran, I, think we I could... ran my heart out on the uphill, but you, uh, I gave you it my get all. A, get a pair of running shoes and uh, uh, enter that thing. It's, man, the, it's the crowd, otherwise I would have stopped. So. Yeah, yeah, well, great ride, man. You were an inspiration. I literally had goosebumps watching you ride through, uh, through th ride through the field. Great result. Yeah, thanks. You bet. Elizabeth from Palos and Bingo. And now to honor our champion, we play the national anthem of Belgium. Again, after the champagne flowed and the men's podium was all done and presented, the top three finishers made their way to the press tent for another Experience Fayetteville press conference. We're going to hear from our top three finishers, Michael Van Tarenhout, Lawrence Sweek, and our winner, Eli Iserbeet. Uh, appreciate your time. So, Ellie, two races, two very different the same outcome, but very different races at the end. Um, tell us, um, what was your last lap and sprint strategy? I really didn't have a sprint strategy. I thought that on the climb I could get more of a gap than uh, five meters. So, um, yeah, Lawrence was really strong in the last lap. I had to re dig really deep, and I knew uh, that the sprint was a uh, headwind, so I 
had to be in the second position. And I think that was my only chance to win. So uh, yeah, for me, it was a perfect sprint. How is the course different than World Championships? Uh, just uh, on top of the bed, on the stairs, it was <laughs> a bit different, but I think most of all it was really the same at the World Championships, it was a bit more dusty, but uh, yeah, it's a really hard course to make a big difference, um, because there are all long straights and uh, a lot of wind today, so uh, I think it was an interesting race for the riders and for the spectators as well, so uh, I think everyone can be happy with a, with a performance, I think. We, we saw one lap you and Van de Bosch do a little Shoulder bumping. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it was really important to be on the front, and he came, I think, on the left of me, and uh, I defend my line. So, uh, yeah, it's good that he wanted to be in the first position, but I think me and Michael were always very attentive racing in the front, and we knew it was us against the rest because we did a really good performance in the beginning of the season. So um, we really had to, I think, um, make a difference in the race and, and only Lawrence could follow us. So um, then he, he did a very, very strong race as well and he pushed us really hard. So um, yeah, I think with us three, we made a, a very nice race. Lawrence, two races, two second places to the same guy. Yeah. Um... I think I was really close today, um, but uh, yeah, I give it uh, all last lap, just like Ailey. And uh, when you came uh, half wheel too short, I think it's the same like a victory. Um, but yeah, uh, I have good legs, so I hope I can get all them for the next weeks. So you you open the sprint first, coming around the, the corner. Yeah, I, I knew uh, Michael was uh, in third position, so uh, I wanted. I, I choose to, to give it all already before the sprint to, to try to, to take a gap. But, uh, yeah, and it was also strong and uh, it was uh, yeah, a long finish on, uh, with the headwind. <laughs> so on lap seven, Michael, you and Ely got away uh, together a little bit, put a gap on Lawrence. Yeah, I think it was in uh, halfway the race, so uh, yeah, Ailey was uh, in attack and uh, I think Joran, Joran was in second position on the climb, so uh, yeah, I, I tried to, to, to close the gap to Ailey and uh, with the two of us, but uh, yeah, I was on the limit, so uh, yeah, Ailey also I think, so uh, we tried together, but I, I, don't, I, I don't have much energy, so uh, yeah, Ailey was... Uh, was alone on the front, so I, I tried to follow them, but uh, Lorenz came back, so uh, yeah, we gave it a try, but uh, yeah, we're waiting on the, the last laps. Yeah, we were listening to the announcers talk about you guys being on the same team, and maybe y'all were going to work together to squeeze Lawrence out. Is any teamwork going on, or are y'all just trying to hang on for dear life? Yeah, I think uh, we do a great job today, so uh, yeah, we knew that. Uh, we are two of uh, the strongest riders in, uh, in the peloton, so uh, yeah, every rider watches to us. But yeah, we do it, we do it, uh, we do it good. So uh, yeah, it's a good day for us. Good.
and y'all go back to Europe with good points. Well, that wraps up this special Cyclocross World Cup edition of Bike Talk with Dave. These race weekend pods are fun to put together, and I hope you dig them. Thanks again for listening, and I'd love it if you'd be so kind as to support the show by rating, reviewing, and sharing with your friends. If you'd like to support the show financially and help make this podcast better, you can go to buymeacoffee.com and look for Bike Talk with Dave, or hit me up on Venmo at david-mabel. If you do, I'll send you a Bike Talk with Dave sticker. I also want to thank BikeIowa.com for being the online host of Bike Talk with Dave. BikeIowa.com is where you can find all kinds of cycling events, news, information, and trails in Iowa and around the Midwest. And if you're hungry and looking for a unique treat for your next night in or special event, check out DSM Boards. Order a custom charcuterie board from DSM Boards, located in Des Moines and serving all of central Iowa. They serve everything from breakfast-themed boards, Halloween treat boards, or your traditional meat and cheese platters. DSM Boards loves to try it all. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram where you'll find lots of great ideas and all of their contact information. Bike Talk with Dave is a production of Summit Media Films, an award-winning indie film company that is not afraid of snow. Trust me. Check out our films on AdventurePlus.com. And thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next week.